You're entering Outer Brightness. Hey Fireflies, we're coming to you to direct with this video to do a quick Outer Brightness retrospective and share with you what's coming next. We're coming up on the one year anniversary of Outer Brightness being in publication. And before we jump in any further, I'd like to welcome Brianna Flournoy to Outer Brightness. She'll be joining us going forward as a regular contributor. Listeners have already heard her on a couple of episodes. Uh, let's see, Brianna, you were on our episode titled New Life, and you were also on our episode, episode titled Advice for the Post-Mormon New Christian. So listeners have probably heard your voice there. Uh, in, addition, in addition to hearing her on those episodes, listeners have also heard her music. From the very beginning, Brianna has provided our theme music, and recently she contributed an original song, In Your Eyes, which will be our theme music going forward. And yes, that is her beautiful voice singing in that song. So Brianna, welcome. Glad to be here. We're excited to add your female perspective to our discussions. As a result, from now on, we'll no longer be known as the Sons of Light, but rather as, drumroll, the Scions of Light. And a scion is a young shoot or twig of a plant, especially one cut for grafting or rooting. And that fits well with Jesus's teaching about the vine and the branches in John chapter 15. And Michael, I want you to note that the definition of scion is a young shoot or a twig, so no more ageism from you. All right. Got it, Paul. I'll, I'll watch that from now on. Uh, since we launched on April 5th of 2020, we've published 60 episodes, which have been downloaded more than 10,000 times. That's an average of 166 downloads per episode. We've reached listeners in every state across the nation, except for Arkansas, Connecticut, Vermont, and New Hampshire. Uh, apparently, they don't listen to podcasts in those states or there's been some kind of natural disaster. So if you have friends in those states, please check on them. Make sure that they're okay. Uh, we've also had listeners connect with the uh, with us in more than 23 countries around the world, including Canada, the UK, Italy, Japan, Australia, Germany, France, Norway, Sweden, El Salvador, Mexico, New Zealand, Denmark, the Netherlands, Chile, Argentina, Austria, the Czech Republic, Georgia, Hungary, India, Nigeria, Romania, and other regions unknown. In addition to the audio podcast, we began recording video and launched our YouTube channel. We have some exciting news to share with you about what's next. But first, let's look back a little more. So when we started this journey, our goal was to do a series of episodes on the Articles of Faith and then sprinkle in some interviews and other topical episodes as we went along. When we finish recording tonight, we'll have reached the end of our Article of Faith series. And in the past year, we have interviewed podcaster Radio Free Mormon, young Mormon scholar Jackson Washburn, who is headed to Harvard University, podcaster and missionary Jordan Rittmeyer from the Perspective Underground podcast, Christian apologist Vocab Malone, pastor and podcaster Jeremy Howard from Orchard Hills Bible Church in Payson, Utah, and from the Do Theology podcast, Dove Award-winning pianist and composer Paul Cardall, Pastors Darren Caldwell and Ben Hyink from Covenant Grace Church in Syracuse, Utah. 
So let's each talk a little bit about our favorite moments from this past year. So Brandon, Michael, would you like to go first? So some of my favorite moments um, were unfortunately edited out by Paul Nurnberg uh, during the <laughs> during the editing of it. Um, but one thing that stands out in particular is uh, us talking about God's uh, omnipresence. And Matthew got a little excited and stopped thinking about what he was saying and said that God is present and watches us while we shower and then realize what he was saying. And I don't think that made it into the episode, but that was a, a funny moment. Uh, um, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed talking with uh, some Latter-day Saints on the podcast as well. Um, one being my brother and, and one being Jackson. I thought we had a really good conversation with him uh, that went really deep, a lot deeper than we usually get in these conversations uh, between evangelicals and Latter-day Saints. And then uh, I also enjoyed responding to the uh, Becoming Perfect video um, from Come Follow Me, um, especially because it was it was just kind of kind of funny because it was supposed to be a video that these two men put out together. And I don't think they uh, collaborated at all because it, it was more like a debate between them from the get go where they were just talking about completely different things. So those are some of my favorite moments. What about you, Brianna? Um. Well, for me, I really liked um, being able to talk to Paul Cardall. That was totally unexpected. I was just kind of brought on, and uh, he was one of my uh, inspirations to learn piano from a very young age, so it was really cool. Um, and I enjoyed uh, being part of that other episode with Paul's brother. Um, that was pretty cool, like being able to just talk a little bit about our experiences. Um I think my favorite moment was being able to rat out my husband for being a wretched sinner <laughs> publicly. That was fun. So. For sure. <laughs> it may need counseling in the future, but, uh, but we enjoyed it. <laughs> How about you, Paul? What were some of your favorite moments? Yeah, Michael stole my thunder on a lot of those. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed having my brother on the podcast. You know, we don't live in the same state. Uh, we do talk on the phone quite a bit and visit back and forth quite a bit. Um, but hearing him kind of walk through his whole story, uh, I heard some things that I hadn't heard him tell me before. And um, that was kind of fun to hear more of his story and his transition from, from Mormon to Jesus. So uh, another one of my favorites uh, was Jordan Rittmeyer. I, I really enjoyed what he had to say. I think his perspective on uh, how to do evangelism to Latter-day Saints in, in the heart of Utah uh, with his coffee ministry and uh, uh, his ministry of, of providing housing. I think those things that he's doing as a missionary there are really important. And I enjoyed hearing uh, what he's involved in and what he's doing. Um, and I really appreciated his heart for the Latter-day Saint people. Um, the uh, episode with with uh, Radio Free Mormon was an interesting one. Um, you know, he, uh, he kind of kept control of that episode uh, since we were kind of going on his show. Um, but, uh, it was, it was, it was interesting to have a conversation with someone who is, uh, who has been an apologist for the LDS church, uh, at the kind of the amateur level and, and also had some things published, uh, in some apologetic, uh, publications and, um, kind of get his perspective now as someone who is, is a non-believer in the LDS church and, and perhaps a, an, an unbeliever in God as well. Um, so interesting conversation there and, and the Jackson conversation, of course, um, 
was was really good. Like Michael said, we got deeper than uh, than we normally do in some of these evangelical Christian and, and Mormon conversations. So I thought that one was really good. What about you, Matthew? What what's memorable to you from the last year? I have a lot of great memories. Um, I really enjoyed our conversations on the sacraments, on baptism and the Lord's Supper, because we just went so in depth in those. I think we did three or four episodes for each topic, but then we also did kind of an over broad overview of each of, of just sacraments in general. So really diving deep into those passages and approaching them and kind of trying to approach them from how we would understand it versus how we understood it as LDS. I I enjoyed that. Uh, I tried to put my shoes back into when I was a Latter-day Saint to see how I would approach them when I was writing a lot of those questions. But I agree with both of you, with all of you, with the, in terms of the interviews we've had, we've just had so many great guests on our show. So hopefully we'll keep that going and have lots of, lots more people who have different backgrounds and different interests. That, uh, we, that would like to come on to interview them. I really enjoyed having uh, pastors Darren and Ben from uh, Covenant Grace Church. I haven't been trying to push the Reformed theology and Covenant theology and stuff on you guys, but I kind of just mentioned how much I enjoy it. So it was kind of cool to share that with them and, and share that with you as well to, to share why I was so interested in it. And I think it was really enriching and a really edifying episode that we had. And um, one, probably the one that sticks out in my mind most that I think about quite often is the, uh, I don't think she gives her name. I think she just left it as anonymous, but it was one listener who, who said that she felt like she, she feels like she's a firefly and she listens to us regularly. And she really connects to, to what we're saying. And that's kind of, you know, that really meant a lot to me because that's kind of, that, those are the people that we want to reach with the program. And so to have somebody reach out and say that it means a lot to her and she feels like she identifies with, with what we're talking about. And despite the fact that she feels like she's kind of unable to do so openly, but the fact that she reached out to us really meant a lot to me. So those are some of my favorite moments. So um, our goal from the beginning for our outer brightness has been to reach Latter-day Saints and former Latter-day Saints who are considering or already have stepped away from that religion, but who want to explore what it would look like for them to maintain belief in Jesus Christ as Savior. What new beliefs would come out with that transition? What challenges? What joys? A subsidiary goal is to help equip Christians to have better conversations with questioning Mormons or former Mormons who are seekers. Yeah. So Matthew, you mentioned our listeners. Um, you know, some of my favorite moments of well as well over the past year have been when listeners have reached out. Uh, and there have been a number of them. Uh, some I've been able to keep up an ongoing dialogue with. Uh, there's a listener named David that uh, I've appreciated uh, ongoing conversations with. And and like you said, those those listeners who reach out are are you know, it, it helps us know that that what we're doing is meaningful to people and uh, and helps give us encouragement. So what I want to do now is uh, share some of the things that listeners have had to say about Outer Brightness. Um, a listener named at MKPRR posted a review on Podbean. Uh, Michael, he was commenting on the episode we did on your article, uh, The Three LDS Conversions, a Primer for the Befuddled. And he wrote, great podcast. I was a doctrinal Mormon and honestly worried I would offend God if I left the church until I was certain that it wasn't his. For me, the way Joseph Smith approached women for polygamy and treated Emma was a huge doctrinal problem for more than a social be- and more than a social one because it was so manipulative and looks like the fruit of a false prophet instead of the fruit of the spirit as laid out in the Book of Mormon and New Testament. Other issues became apparent once I saw that for what it was. So, uh, Michael, Brianna, or Matthew, do you have any thoughts on on this listener review? Um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see how that would, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because the same thing sort of happened to me too, as I talked about in my story episode that, 
you know, they come out with the, the policy in the church saying that children of gay parents couldn't be baptized. And I'm like, well, that's just a that's just a policy. That's just a social problem. But then when they claimed that it was a revelation uh, from God, it changed to being a doctrinal problem. And, and being a doctrinal Latter-day Saint, that's when it really became an issue for me um, was at that point. So um, and, and I agree with him. You know, it, it's not the fruit of a true prophet. Um, to manipulate people into marrying you. So he's right on with that. And I totally feel what he's talking about too, where I didn't want to leave the church either. Even after I left for a couple of weeks, I'm like, what have I done? I'm going to go to outer darkness. There is no excuse for this. And that, that fear holds on for a long time. Um, but, you know, as the, the scriptures say, God has not given us the spirit of fear. That doesn't come from God. And if that is what is keeping you in the church, then you really need to, to take a step back and think, is this really God's church? Then? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Matthew, any thoughts there before we go on? Yeah. I'll echo those thoughts. Yeah. It was, wasn't really until all the strings had been cut in my mind between the Latter-day Saint church and the Bible that I finally was willing to do the same because I, I had the fear of God in me too, thinking I was going to outer darkness if I made the wrong choice. So, um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't until God just helped me understand and revealed to me through his word, the, the doctrines of uh, justification by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, and um, just who God is, that, that there's only one God in all eternity, that he's eternally been God. There's no other God greater than him before or after him. It was these doctrines that were key to kind of breaking the shackles off from having that fear of wanting to leave the church. Yeah. Yeah, the three of us were on a uh, a call the other night, and I and I was kind of talking about my story, and I talked about how uh, my initial faith crisis was around 2001, and I got to a point where I didn't think I believed in God anymore at all. Uh, confessed that to Angela, my my wife, in tears in our kitchen, and um, you know it took me a good decade after that to do as you were talking about, Matthew, to to kind of snip all those ties uh, between. LDS church doctrine and, and what the Bible teaches uh, to the point where I was ready to say, okay, I can go now and not, uh, not be afraid anymore. So uh, for all of our listeners who are in that transition, we feel you and we hope that, uh, that our show is a resource for you. Uh, another listener named Paul also wrote, um, uh, I liked this comment quite a lot. He said, it would be good for you guys to have another person there in your group to be called the nuclear Arminian, like Matthew is called the nuclear Calvinist. I believe that would make for a balanced discussion on several topics, especially dealing with eternal security, since all of you believe in unconditional security, like the perseverance of the saints or once saved, always saved. I just believe that an Arminian or at least a non-Calvinist who believes in conditional security can balance it out. So I love comments like this because uh, it demonstrates that in our discussions with each other, we're hitting on the theological topics that tend to be a bit challenging for Mormons uh, and former Mormons to grapple with. Um, and for this listener, uh, you know, I was supposed to be that Arminian foil uh, to Matthew. Uh, I attended an Arminian seminary. Um, but, uh, you know, as I've studied more and more, uh, the Reformed position uh, has seemed to be to me, the more biblical and uh, the stronger position. Um, and so uh, my, my journey continues uh, and uh, I think that's okay. Uh, you know, one of the first things I said in one of our first episodes is that, that it's okay not to not have everything uh, filled, filled in, 
uh, on your doctrinal questionnaire quite yet. Um, there's going to be some transition. There's going to be some need to dig into uh, the scripture and see what the Bible says, see what God's word says. Uh, so Michael or Brianna, as the other uh, not yet reformed scions of light, uh, do either of you have anything to say about uh, this comment from Paul? Yeah, one of the things that jumps out to me, it just kind of sounds a little bit funny that um, we would have somebody that's called the nuclear Arminian, and that's going to like be good to put with the nuclear Calvinist, because that just sounds like a fight to me, <laughs> like a giant fight every single episode. And and I do think it's, it's really important that we, uh, like we don't all agree on everything. And I think it's really important to to show that we don't agree on everything, but we all respect each other because... Uh, the, the people that we're trying to reach, the Latter-day Saints, uh, do believe that uh, Protestants are completely fractured and that it is a fight to the death, like any time two Protestants come across each other. And that is simply not true. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there first. Um, but then the other thing is that, um, you know, I don't fall under the Reformed camp, but kind of like Paul, you know, there's... I have a lot of respect for it. And there are times where it is very compelling and I don't know where I'm going to land, but um, I do think it, it might be good for us to make sure we are uh, maybe pointing out the Arminian position more often and, and giving it a fair shake for our listeners um, and not just sweeping it under the rug. So, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I kind of fall under the same camp where I'm not full on reformed, but I do agree with a lot of what the reformed has to say i don't know if i can consider myself full on um but um yeah i i tend to believe that like you know when when i was a mormon that our salvation was like more conditional than it is as being a christian um being that you know we could lose our ordinances and the works that were done there by our sins what we do and being um I don't know. Like, I, I feel like um, our salvation is more secure because we didn't do anything for it. Jesus did. So, yeah. Yeah. And for Paul, the listener, um, you know, I, I do try to bring uh, the Arminian perspective. I, I read quite often from uh, my theology professor, Dr. Jack Cottrell's uh, book. He's definitely uh, classically Arminian. Um, and I still appreciate uh, the the clarity with which he um, explicates doctrinal positions and, and, and biblical data. Um, so I do read from, from him quite often uh, during our episodes. I haven't done so, I don't think, in, in an episode related to specifically uh, election or uh, security of the believer. But, um, but yeah, I can continue to bring that perspective from my, from my studies. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Paul, for the comment. Um, and 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 also, you know, I'll just say this: Matthew and I, uh, we have a a podcast discussion thread, uh, Facebook Messenger thread, and, and we've discussed uh, the various uh, five points of Calvinism and uh, Arminian positions back and forth uh, quite vigorously over the past year and a half that we've been uh, engaged in in producing this podcast. And um, I appreciate those conversations very much. Uh, and they're respectful. And, and so to Michael's point, you know, uh, having a nuclear Arminian, it, it does make it sound a little bit like Cold War uh, US versus Russia. And uh, that's certainly not what we're going for here. Uh, but but glad that we can have these these respectful conversations uh, among friends and brothers and, and uh, sisters in Christ. So uh, another uh, 
Apple Podcasts listener uh, named I Am For Ireland wrote a review and stated, uh, scholarly yet loving and sensitive presentation by former Mormons thoughtfully addressing the Mormon beliefs juxtaposed with evangelical Christian beliefs, very helpful to Christians who are seeking to understand the Mormon doctrines as well as to former Mormons seeking a deeper truth. Uh, do either of you uh, have thoughts on this review? I'm not sure about the scholarly part. That sounds like you, Paul. <laughs> you're, the, you're the one that brings the scholarly part to it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate their comment. Yeah, that's kind of what the goal of what we're trying to do. We're trying to be loving and sensitive. We're not trying to just make another, you know, just make a program where we just bash the LDS church or, you know, just make an outlet for our frustrations. We want it to be something where we can actually connect with Latter-day Saints, the people, and also with the doctrines and kind of make a bridge between Protestant Christianity and the LDS beliefs. So right, thank good. you for the comment. Another Apple podcast listener named Diwim, D-I-W-I-M, wrote, as a former Mormon, I want to say that this podcast is much needed. Many who leave the church end up abandoning faith altogether. Thanks for putting in the time and work on this, and I will watch this podcast closely. Uh, thank you for listening, Diwim, and I hope I'm pr pronouncing that correctly. And thank you for the encouragement. Uh, and thank you to all of our fireflies for sticking with us, providing feedback, subscribing, and for giving us the motivation uh, for doing what we do. Uh, we, we hope to continue to bring you uh, really helpful content. Yeah. And I hope that I can um, help in contributing in that way, like continuing with that and being loving and respectful. Um, so anyways, um, we have some exciting things coming up. Um, there are going to be some, uh, hold on. Before we share the big news, here's a preview of some of the content we have coming your way. We have upcoming interviews with Micah and Matt Wilder of the band Adams Road. We'll be chatting with them about some important projects they have been working on. Adams Road graciously gave us permission to use their music as our outro for the podcast, and we look forward to having them on the show. We also have an interview scheduled with Fred Anson. He is the driving force behind the Beggar's Bread blog, uh, blog, where Michael, Matthew, and Paul have published articles. Fred was also a member of a Christian cult decades ago, so he understands the difficulties and shame that comes with the transition away from a legalistic high-demand group. And he will be on Outer Brightness soon to share his story and how it helps him empathize with former Mormons. Uh, finally, we will be interviewing Christian pastor and apologist Rich, Rich Hoyer, he and Paul attended the same Christian seminary several years apart, um, and Paul got to know Rich through his professors. For several years now, Rich has organized an apologetics conference, the Reveal Conference, in the Louisville, Kentucky area, where he is the senior minister at Linden Christian Church. Rich will be joining us to talk about the importance of Christian apologetics. Our second debate is coming up, too. Michael the Elder will be deba uh, debating Michael the Younger. Look out for that fun episode. All that plus a full schedule of topical episodes on hermeneutics, theology, the person of Christ, the five solas, and many, many more. Okay, Fireflies. That brings us to the exciting announcement. Beginning on Resurrection Day, April 4th, 2021, Outer Brightness will be broadcast in 25-minute segments on the radio in Utah. We'll be on The Truth, Utah, in Salt Lake City, Provo, and Ogden. Please tell your Utah friends and family to tune in to KUTRAM 820 on Sundays at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. We're thankful to God for this opportunity to reach a broader audience of Mormons in Utah. And this chance was brought to us uh, and made possible 
through a gracious launch grant from Utah Partnerships for Christ. So we want to acknowledge our appreciation to them. Uh, thank you very much. Additionally, over the next month, Outer Brightness will be transitioning to the Truth Network of Podcasts. Uh, don't worry, you'll still be able to find us on all of your favorite podcast apps, uh, and we will hopefully reach many more people with helpful content. Uh, making this jump to radio means that there will be ongoing costs for radio airtime, and over the next several weeks, we'll be rolling out opportunities for you as Fireflies to come alongside us and help support our efforts uh, and our ministry to reach Mormons in Utah with the gospel. So look forward to those opportunities. And we close this out with a, a big thank you to our listeners. You've made all this possible. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, we're thankful for you. We pray for you. Uh, and we wish you well in Christ. We thank you for tuning into this episode of the Outer Brightness Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please visit the Outer Brightness Podcast page on Facebook. Feel free to send us a message there with comments or questions by clicking send a message at the top of the page. And we would appreciate it if you give the page a like. We also have an Outer Brightness group on Facebook where you can join and interact with us and others as we discuss the podcast, past episodes, and suggestions for future episodes, etc. You can also send us an email at outerbrightness at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you soon. You can subscribe to the Outer Brightness podcast on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Spotify, and Stitcher. Also, you can check out our new YouTube channel, and if you like it, be sure to lay hands on that subscribe button and confirm it. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating and review wherever you listen and help spread the word. You can also connect with Michael the Ex-Mormon Apologist at FromWaterToWine.org, where he blogs, and sometimes Paul and Matthew do as well. Music for the Outer Brightness podcast is graciously provided by the talented Brianna Flournoy and by Adams Road. Learn more about Adams Road by visiting their ministry page at adamsroadministry.com. Stay bright, flyerflies. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God, the Word made flesh, the risen Son. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the Word of the Lord endures forever. All this world is in decay, but the Word of our church would remain upon this rock and the gates of hell will not prevail against us cause you have power to keep your word unspoiled in purity heaven and Away, but the word of the Lord endures.
Word of our God.